are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind. I'm your host, Michael Byer, the best in the business, once again back in business. Joined as always by my faithful co-host, Nate Professor Christian. Hi, Nate. Hey, Mike. It was, uh, it was a good week, wasn't it? It's always a good week. Right, we both won. Both our teams won. That is true. You know what else makes a good week? What? When you take advantage of our free seven-day trial on Patreon, Discord for seven days. You know, other free trials, two, three, four days. No, we're giving you a full week so you can see what it's like working in uh, around the NFL schedule. Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. Try a free trial. Check it out. If you like it, hang out. If not, we completely understand it's not for everybody. You might want to avoid us. We'll never avoid you. But today we're talking about some players we are buying, selling, holding, and avoiding. Hey, it's that time. Got to make some tough decisions. So, Nate, on our first scenario, we're talking about what we're doing with Houston Texans wide receiver Nico Collins, Dallas Cowboys running back Tony Pollard, Josh, I'm sorry, Las Vegas Raiders running back Josh Jacobs, and Atlanta Falcons tight end Kyle Pitts, who, by the way, still listed as tight end seven on keep trade cut. Oddly enough, Travis Kelsey is tight end five. Sam Laporta was tight end one on keep trade cut. In case Mm. you're wondering, did verify earlier. So, Nate? To you look i want to sell one hold one avoid one i am buying nico collins look i am selling josh jacobs i am holding kyle pitts and i'm avoiding tony pollard what about you mike i am buying nico collins i'm avoiding tony pollard i'm selling josh jacobs and i You're, you must be holding kyle pitts then <laughs> <laughs> Let me start over. Hold on one second. <laughs> okay. Let's try that again. I'm buying Nico Collins. I'm avoiding Tony Pollard. I'm holding Josh Jacobs and I'm selling Kyle Pitts. But let's break it down player by player. Start with Nico Collins. What are your thoughts here, Nate? Yeah, you know, we're both buying here with Nico Collins and we've talked about at this point in the podcast a couple of times about just how good CJ Stroud is, how good Tank Dell is, how good Nico Collins is. This Don offense Schultz right now too. is clicking. Dalton Schultz is. having a great season as well. Yeah. Dalton Schultz having a pretty good season as well. You know, the Houston Texans offense, it's an exciting offense. Who would have guessed coming into the season? And right now, Nico Collins, career high yards per catch of 16. He's getting down the field this year. And what's helping him get down the field? Seven yards after the catch per reception. Oof. which is seventh most in the NFL. So Nico Collins is a guy who's he's getting down the field. He's creating yards after the catch. You know, I love Nico coming out of um, college and, you know, seeing the potential of him over the first couple of years. But we didn't see this. We didn't see the ability to get in space and create your own yards. That's not the Nico Collins that we studied on film. You know, he always had the athleticism, but he just never really had that opportunity. And he's put in an offense now that he's creating the separation, he's getting open, he's having chances to make plays with his legs, and he's doing it after the catch. I'm buying. Uh, I, I love this. And look, I'm buying as well. He's flourishing with C.J. Stroud. And imagine also if the Houston Texans had a competent running back instead. I mean, we like Devin Singletary. Yeah. Damian Pierce just hasn't been it, been hurt. This offense looks good. He's a reliable starter week in and week out. 
Could have had him cheaper in the offseason, but hey, lesson learned. I did say buy him before the offseason. At that point in time, you could have had him for a third-round pick. Now he's going for a late 24 first is his value. He's also valued similarly to players like DJ Moore, Drake London, and T. Higgins. So this shows you, and this is on Keep Trade Cut. So this is important because it shows you, you know, that's crowdsourced information. It shows you what the people you're playing against think about this player. So you need to know players that you're moving in order to acquire him. I'll easily pay a late 24 first. Like I said in the last podcast Same. about it, like Tank Dell, you know, I like the 24 wide receiver class. He's established. He's going to be a four-year veteran. Great report with C.J. Stroud. We know where he's going to be and who he's going to be coached by. Nate, let's break down Tony Pollard now. Looks like we're both avoiding. We probably have a lot of the same reasons. But go ahead. Yeah. Look, number one reason, he's a free agent after this year. He's already 26 years old. Free agent yep. running back. He's going to be 27 in the offseason. Woo! Lots of red flags right there. But also, Tony Pollard post-injury last year, that the injury he had at the end of the season, he has not looked the same this year. He has not been nearly as explosive, and the numbers back it up. He's career low in missed tackles forced. Um, and, I, you know, I say that and there's still plenty of time in the season, but he's so far behind where he's been before. It, it's not going to happen. And he's certainly had a, a career low missed tackle force uh, per run. Um, yeah. Also, longest run this year, only 31 yards, Mike. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Last year, he had 35 runs over 10 yards. This year, only 14. Hmm. He's got the elusive stat they have over a PFF, which they don't tell you really what goes into the elusive stat. But they say it's something about the success and impact of a runner independent of blocking. So whatever that means, uh, he's at a career low, 39.3, when the past couple seasons have been 78.7, 73.4, 89.2, and 116. So really has hit a cliff with the injury, the age, everything. I, I don't want any of it. Yeah, I, I'm I'm agreeing with you. Five years in the NFL, and I think we it's shown that he's a better 1B in an offense than a 1A. And look, right now on Keep Trade Cut, he is at, uh, where is he? He's 74th overall in their rankings. I mean, he's ahead of players who could be productive longer. Jeremy McBride, Brian Robinson, David Montgomery, Josh Downs, and Rasheed Rice, also ahead of Jaden Reed. I'm going to take all these guys right now over Tony Pollard. I'm avoiding Tony Pollard. Just, I'm off of it. He doesn't look like the same Tony Pollard he did last year, for sure. I know he's banged up, so I am avoiding. So, Nate, let's talk about Las Vegas Raiders. Running back. I should be saying Oakland, but I'm not. I was I talking know. about Las Vegas Raiders running back Josh Jacobs. What are you doing here? It looks like we're not agreeing. No, I'm I'm selling Josh Jacobs for many of the same reasons as I'm selling Tony Pollard. Once again, going to be a free agent after this year and just does not look near the, as explosive. He's a little bit younger than Tony Pollard, but seems to have started to hit that um, you know efficiency cliff as a running back. Uh, career low yards per carry of 3.5. His career average was 3. 4.5 coming into the season, Mike, now it's 3.5 for this season. Um, uh, going back to their elusive stat, his elusive stat is a career low of 33.2 again this year. Like, once again, hitting that cliff. Um, once again, with the missed tackles, four career low uh, so far this year. And actually, to go back, Tony Pollard is not at a career low raw number, but per he is. Josh Jacobs is so far behind his uh, career low and prior to this year in missed tackles for us. He's not even close to it this year with 28, only nine runs of 10 plus yards this year. That's less than Tony Pollard. So it's not looking great for Josh Jacobs either. I'm selling him for 2024 first. Anything I can get on top is great. 
Um, you know, if I can get a player on top from a contender, I think that's going to probably work out in my favor most of the time. Okay. I'm actually going to hold Josh Jacobs. And I understand that there's some parallels between Tony Pollard and Josh Jacobs. They don't look as good as they did last year. Josh Jacobs, by the way, leading the league in rushes, in case anyone's wondering. The difference is the Dallas Cowboys, for the most part, have been a much more functional offense than the Las Vegas Raiders have. I mean, who would you rather have handing you off? You know, you're going to feel more confident being behind Dak Prescott than Aiden O'Connell. The Raiders just not good from the start. They've been behind the eight ball, behind the curve, whatever. I do have confidence in Josh Jacobs over Tony Pollard moving forward. I will say that. Agreed. Him being an elite run back in the past, I think he could do it again or at least be more competent than a guy like Tony Pollard, which is why I chose to um to keep him. And I think everyone can agree that he was a better prospect coming out than Tony Pollard was, right? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. So <clears throat> forgive me. Let's talk about next Kyle Pitts. What are you doing with Kyle Pitts, Nate? Yep. I said I'm holding Kyle Pitts. 23 years old, Mike. He just turned 23. Like this season, this yeah. guy's young, and he's got a ton of time in the league. He plays a position that plays pretty long, you know, into the into their thirties. So you got plenty of time for Kyle Pitts. I understand if you're a competitive team, you're probably looking to sell Kyle Pitts at this point for somebody who's going to give you more production. But still, in a vacuum in dynasty, I still love Kyle Pitts because he's so young. This is a guy who had a thousand and twenty-six receiving yards as a rookie. This is not a talent question. This is a situation question, and. Because of that, I'm not going to rank him as the top five tight end that I want this season. But going forward, long term, coaches change. Kyle Pitts is going to be talented no matter who's coaching him. You know, I want to keep him on my team. I'm holding on to him. He's 10th among um, qualified tight ends with a minimum of 20 targets, 10th in yards per route run. That's that stat that we all love for Drake London last year. Like I said in the last podcast, you can't love. Drake London, not like Kyle Pitts. He's first among qualified tight ends in dot. Mike. Kyle Pitts is first among all tight ends in average depth of target. He's just not getting high-quality targets because he's 72nd worst in passer rating among all tight ends. That's so bad. He's just gotten no help from his quarterback. Um, he's getting some high-quality opportunities. But the, the the ball that's coming to him is not high quality. The, the opportunities themselves are, but the execution, not so much. Yeah. You know, I do agree. It's not a talent thing. It's a situation thing. So what I'm going to go ahead is I'm going to remove myself from the Kyle Pitts situation because in five years, I don't want to be hearing. Again, he's still <laughs> young and, you know, tight end. It'll be 28, Mike. I understand that. And I might be dead. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to sell <laughs> Kyle Pitts before I do because I'm going to upgrade by downgrading and get a more productive tight end. I'm selling him. I think I can get the most for him of this list. I mean, look, if I could get a 24 first and second, I'll do it. If I could get Michael Mayer in a first or preferably Pat Frymuth in a first, yeah, I would do that. that. I think you could get Dalton Schultz in a first and a second right now just because, you know, the name of Dalton Schultz. Sometimes people trade for namesake. Honestly, Dalton Schultz been very effective this year. He is currently tight end eight on the season. That's amazing. So – Pretty good. I'm going to upgrade by downgrading. Sometimes it makes sense to do it. Going to bring home that championship. Let's go to the next one. So, Nate, buy, sell, hold, avoid. Next scenario, it is Minnesota Vikings wide receiver Jordan Addison, Seattle Seahawks wide receiver Jackson Smith and Jigba, Baltimore Ravens wide receiver Zay Flowers, and a mid-24 first. 
had to put the pick in here to really screw with me. They sure do. All right. So, Nate, let's kick it off with you. I am by the 2024 mid-first. I am selling Jordan Addison. I'm holding on to Jackson Smith and Jigba, and I'm avoiding Zay Flowers, Mike. What about you? Well, I can't believe you're avoiding Zay Flowers. I I know, right? I'm selling Jordan Addison. I am buying Jackson Smith and Jigba. I am, where are we at? Selling Zay Flowers. And I'm avoiding the mid-24 first. That's sad, Mike. Yeah, well, you know, it's an attrition thing. (laughs) All right, well, now you you start. You tell me why you're holding Jordan Addison. Okay, I believe in him long term. He's got a good amount of targets on a weekly basis. I know he has Justin Jefferson to compete with, but this time without Justin Jefferson, he's done nothing but make him a better wide receiver. I mean, what's the worst thing that happens? The Minnesota Vikings re-sign Kirk Cousins in the offseason if he's healthy after that Achilles repair? Would that be the worst thing to happen to Jordan Addison? I don't think so. We've seen that this is an offense that could function with two quality wide receivers in a very, very good tight end. don't really have much of a running game to speak of. I'm not ready to give up on Jordan Addison just yet. I'm holding. Nate, what are your thoughts? You know, I love it. I I love Jordan Addison, but I have to sell in this situation because, once again, we're we're faced with what we got, and I think Jordan Addison has the most value out of all of these guys right now because he's been able to produce the most. And with J.J. coming back with quarterback woes rest of the season, I think he might lose some of that steam that he's gained so far at this point. If there is a sell window for Jordan Addison, it might be right now, right before Justin Jefferson comes back. And if you're selling him, I want a mid first and something on top of that. I want a mid first and a mid second if I'm going to sell Jordan Addison. Not going to sell for much lower than that because I do think he's a great talent. I do believe in him long term. I would love if Kirk Cousins was re-signed there in this offseason because I think he's a great quarterback for fantasy football as as a quarterback himself as well as supporting, you know, two great wide receivers and a good tight end. I think he can do all that. So I love Jordan Addison, but I have to sell him here, Mike, in this situation. about fantasy football is you could really make a case for any of these players <laughs> and the pick. Anyway, you could spin it anyway. Um, let's talk next about Seattle Seahawks wide receiver Jackson Smith and Jigwin. Nate will kick it off to you this time. All right. I'm holding JSN. Look, he is still one of the more talented wide receivers. He's just stuck behind two really good wide receivers and a struggling offense. There's not been much, you know, there for him, even though he's been on the field for 75% of pass plays, he's getting out there. Um, he's getting opportunities that he can because the offense has struggled as a whole. It's not the Seattle Seahawks offense of last year. That looked so good at times. And, you know, had DK and Lockett near the top of the fantasy leaderboards. Uh, you know, he had a rough start to the season. His first four games were pretty rough. At, but yeah. since then, his PFF grade, his yards per reception, his A dot, everything has gone up. He's become a better uh, wide receiver for that team. I think at this point, he's found himself a nice role, and he's just limited by the guys in front of him. And you know, Metcalf and Lockett are no slouches. And I know a lot of people want to count uh, Lockett out because he's older, but Tyler Lockett's a really good wide receiver who does not rely on you know pure speed to win he's a very crafty wide receiver and that keeps him going for a little bit just like adam thielen has kept him going um so you know i'm, I'm not too worried about jsn i don't want to sell him i want to hold on to him if i have him um possibly buy him um if i have a chance and mike if i went to buy him looks like you are so how could i do that look his season has not started out the way we wanted to you spoke about that and i completely agree I'm going to try to buy him from a contender. I'm going to try to leverage it like, hey, he's not doing what you need. Here's somebody more consistent. Yeah. 
I understand Tyler Lockett is under contract through 2025, but after this year, he has $0 guaranteed. Seattle actually saves money by releasing him. They might think that it's time for JSN to step in and do his thing. Love the talent. Like Addison, I'm all in on this guy. He's valued similarly to guys like right now. I think you can move straight up from Michael Pittman, DK Metcalf, Sam Howell, DJ Moore. These are all guys that are valued very similarly. And if I had to pay a mid-24 first for JSN, a guy who's getting taken in the top end of a lot of rookie drafts last year, I would be more than happy to do it. I'd try for a late first if I had one, but I would pay up to a mid-24 first. Like if it was the projected 106, strongly consider paying that. That's very mid because it's right in the middle. Very mid. The 106 and a half or whatever it is. So, (laughs) Nate, let's talk about I Okay, you got to explain to me. I know why you are avoiding the best wide receiver on the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, we can easily say he's the best wide receiver on the Ravens, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, OBJ is really, I think still talented, but he's just I don't think OBJ is there next year. Right? I mean, no, no there's always that possibility where they're like, Hey, want to run this drone? Back? I doubt it. Yeah. Okay. But tell me why it? you're avoiding. I want to know. Yeah. Well, actually I think OBJ is going to leave. Um, and I'll talk about that on the next podcast. You might be the benefactor of that. Um, but I'm avoiding Zay Flowers because he is expensive now. This is not the time to buy him, especially coming off of a Sunday night football game where he had two touchdowns. No, it's going to be too expensive to buy Zay Flowers. Every you know he's he's producing now for um, contending teams. He's been a flex play for contending teams all season. Um, rebuilding teams want to keep him around. You know he's linked to a top quarterback. Lots going his way, but I think his price now. You know it's a mid first plus in most scenarios it's going to be pretty similar probably to Jordan Addison at this point. And I just, I just can't do it. Um, at this point, I thought he was a great value earlier, but look, it's not a problem with volume moving forward because Andrews is out. But next year, I think there's going to be a bit of a step back volume wise from where safe flower would probably end up rest of season. So, you know, maybe, maybe you do want to buy now and then you can sell high after he's, he's, going off the rest of the season. But I, I love Zay Flowers. I'm just trying to talk down on them right now. It's kind of difficult. Yeah, me me too. I like Zay Flowers too. But all the reasons you said are why I'm selling him, to be honest with you. He's been more productive. He's been targeted more than JSN. I feel like I could get more. I think Baltimore adding wide receivers in the offseason is more of a hindrance to Zay Flowers than Seattle adding wide receivers. Seattle does not have the stud tight end that Baltimore does. We know who the guy is in Baltimore. It's Mark Andrews. Zay Flowers is the second fiddle. And I understand JSN would be the second fiddle in Seattle if they do add in Tyler Lockett moves on. But that role's already built in. We know that. We were expecting that. So, you know, we can make a case to buy either of those guys. This is the ad I chose to go with. If I'm selling him, I think I can get a 24 first and a 25 second coming off that huge game. He's also valued similarly to guys like Rain Prescott, Justin Fields, and Stephon Diggs. Call him Dak. I'm calling him by his true name. I know. So, those Every are time. guys that you can move. And Nate, I'm avoiding the 24 first. It's a numbers oh. game, baby. I oh, hate I to do that. it. It's a numbers game. You know, it's we it. we don't know what the 24 first is going to be, but we know what all these guys are. No, I love the 2024 wide receiver class too much. I do. Yeah. I so like in this situation where we're talking wide receivers, I'm looking at my mid first. Heck, if that mid first is the 104, I might have a chance of Malik Neighbors. Ooh. If it's the 105, I can get Romo Dunze. 
I can get Troy Franklin. Bob's going to love that one. There's a bunch of wide receivers um, that I'm really excited about in this draft class coming up. So um, I'm going to be buying the 2024 mid first because I think there's wide receivers going to like that. I think there's going to be one um, running back that you can get there. That's going to be really, really good. Travion Henderson, a tight end. If you need it with Brock Bowers, Hector might even be a quarterback dropping to you at that point. So I think there's going to be a strong midpoint in the first round this coming draft. So if I'm trying to go after those picks, I might move a guy like Zay Flowers uh, to get a mid-24 first. If I can get that plus, I'm definitely um, considering that. Saquon Barkley, Drake London. You know I'm going to move Drake London for a mid-first straight up. And then if I don't want to move a player straight up for a first-round pick, maybe I go like Debo and David Njoku for a mid-first in the second maybe or something like that. I think that could be a a fun little trade to make. David Njoku has been pleasantly productive, not – I mean, we're not talking yeah. world breaking, but he's been he's tight in ten on the season, four hundred ninety two receiving yards on fifty one receptions, two touchdowns. My dream scenario here is you go find the most mid team in your league that thinks they have a chance at playoffs, and you trade them Debo Samuel and David Njoku, and you take that first round and you pick up Malik Neighbors or Romo Dunze in the middle of the first. I love that. I love that, and I love that everyone's going to hang out while we hear a word from our sponsors. All right, welcome back, everybody. We got one more scenario for you here. So let's find out what we are doing with Los Angeles Rams wide receiver Puka Nakua, San Francisco 49ers wide receiver Brandon Ayuk, Houston Texans wide receiver Tank Dell, and Miami Dolphins wide receiver Jalen Waddle. Nate, break it down for us. All right, this whole time I've been doing it in the order by uh, sell, hold, avoid. You've been doing it in the order we have on the show sheet. I'm going to do it your way this time, Mike. That way we're uniform. So I'm avoiding Puka Nakua. I am buying Brandon Ayuk. I'm selling Tank Dell, and I'm holding on to Jalen Waddle. All right, and I am avoiding Puka Nakua. I'm holding Brandon Ayuk, buying Tank Dell, and selling Jalen Waddle. Nate, break it down for me. Let's start with Puka. Yeah, I'm avoiding Puka Nakua because I talk about it all the time. I avoid question marks, and right now Puka Nakua is a bit of a question mark for me because listen to this split, Mike. The first five games of the season, Puka Nakua averaged 23.1 fantasy points per game. He's played in 10 games this season, so that's the first half of where he's at this point. In the last five games he's played this season, he has averaged 11.5 fantasy points. Hmm. That's not great. It's really not. That's not great. And I see you're avoiding too. So why are you avoiding? Because that's the number one reason I'm avoiding. That is a huge question mark to me. I'm also just kind of a question mark with the Rams offense though. I do need to take a second to absolutely eat crow. I've been, you know, poo-pooing on Kyron Williams all season and he came back from that ankle injury, put up 40 points. Didn't Um, see that coming. uh, Yeah. So I have to admit now, I think he's a great running back. If you want rest of the season, still not a fan of him long-term though. I'll tell you one thing though. uh, Kyron Williams might be, a good buy low in the off season, just to take a flyer on if, you know, before the draft, if the Rams don't take anybody, if you can get them cheap, I don't hate it just because you never know. Like my number one strategy is not trading for running backs before the draft. <laughs> hey, if you're getting him cheap, you got a lot of picks because you're listening to us. It's definitely got to try. Yeah. Hey, look, I, I benched Kyron in a lot of spots. Figured coming off that injury, they're going to work him back in. Well, Sean McVay said no, but I'm also avoiding Puka Nakua. It's easier to avoid somebody that I sold off all my share of. The thing is, right now, with what you could get for him, it's not going to be what you think you should be able to get for him. You're not going to reclaim that value. 
that is gone. It's dead and gone. Maybe it pops up again at the end of the season or next year, or you just hang on to him because you like him. He was a fourth and fifth round pick in drafts. I still think he's good. I think he's good too. And please, no, you know, no virtue signaling on Twitter. <laughs> I drafted him in the third round of my rookie draft. I don't care. Every league that I was in, I, I don't think I saw him go anywhere before like the 403 that I can recall. We have early rookie drafts that we do a lot of early rookie drafts, like around May. Um, a lot of our rookie drafts are in. So at that point, Puka Nakua was a, a fifth round pick waiver pickup in a right. lot of leagues. In, if, in rookie drafts that were done in July, August, it, it might have gone third round. I, I understand that. But then you have to take everything in the context, right? So, yeah, if you're if you're drafting when Cooper Cup's already gotten hurt and you had the foresight to draft him around earlier than everybody, hey, congratulations. You're a little bit better than me. But I'm still avoiding because there's big question marks here. And every other player on this list, I think, has a more certain and potential to a yep. more productive future than Puka Nakua does because guess what? All their quarterbacks are a lot younger too. <laughs> so that's important. Let's talk about Brandon Ayuk. I got Ayuk. Did you? What are you doing with Brandon Ayuk? Oh, I love Brandon Ayuk. I know he's kind of expensive right now, but honestly, I think Brandon Ayuk is one of the best uh, wide receivers in football right now. And, you know, the numbers back it up. He's number two in the NFL with 3.17 yards per route run. He's only behind Tyreek Hill, who's at an insane 4.02 yards per route run, which is just insane, insane. But Brandon Ayuk is the only one outside Tyreek Hill above three yards per route run. So Brandon Ayuk is is on that top level. He is one of the best um, right now, you know, and I think the situation kind of limits him at times because of volume, but his efficiency is insane. Um, he still gets the production. I love Brandon Ayuk. I don't know if long-term he's on the 49ers or not. Maybe I'm hoping he's not. Um, wherever he's going to be, I think he's going to be a top guy. So I'm willing to buy into uh, Brandon Ayuk. It's going to be a little expensive. I think you have to pay a first, maybe two first to get Brandon Ayuk if you find someone that you know really has enjoyed his production and really believes in him. Um, otherwise, maybe a first and a second. Or you're trying to tear up for maybe a guy like um, you know Deontay Johnson in a first or something like that. I think it's important too that if somebody comes to you with an offer and it's okay for you to say no because you just really like that player and you want to keep them and you know you yeah. want to start them. I think that's perfectly fine because I've had people I've said to people like I just really don't want to trade this player, but this is a really good offer. You should take it. No, I didn't say it wasn't a good offer. I just really like this player. I like having him in my lineups and I'd prefer that. That's okay. We should normalize that. We should also normalize holding Brandon Ayuk. <laughs> he's the best pure wide receiver on the 49ers. Nate, you talked about second in yards per out run. Again, that's 3.55. He's third in yards per target, which is 13.6, and second in yards per reception. It's 19.3. That's out of the whole NFL, everybody's wide receiver 16. It's not a team that's loaded with weapons. There's a lot of mouths to feed on the San Francisco 49ers, and he looks good. Debo Samuel, CMC, George Kittle. There are times where he's the fourth option on this offense, and yet he's still this productive. I'm holding everywhere I can. You're not prying him away from me. I feel like him too much. Yeah. Now you're going to talk about Tank Dunley. What are you doing? We're going to, looks like we're on opposite ends of the spectrum here. I have to, I, you know, I've somehow found myself in this scenario where I am selling Tank Dell. And it's unfortunate, but I've talked about how he is the same value as Brandon Ayuk. And I love Tank Dell, but Brandon Ayuk's on a different level. And if I can move Tank Dell for Brandon Ayuk, I know we don't, usually don't try to use these guys in this scenario, you know, for each other. 
but or to keep trade cut. Those guys are literally right next to each other. And yeah. like I said, I love Tank Dell. Love what he's done. His production's been great. But give me Brandon Ayuk straight up um, between the two of these guys. So in this scenario, I got to sell Tank Dell. If I'm selling him, if I can't get Brandon Ayuk, maybe I'm going to cross position TJ Hawkinson. What can I do to get TJ Hawkinson on my team? He's been an incredibly productive tight end and still has plenty of years left. Uh, or Dak Prescott, who still like quarterback 12 or 13 on keep trade cut, I think. And he's been the quarterback one for the past six weeks. What's what's with all the hate for rain? He's a Cowboys quarterback and I'm an yeah. Eagles fan. It's, it it's like ingrained in my DNA that I just hate the Cowboys. But I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to buy Tank Dell. Great report with CJ Stroud. That offense, it is clicking. Wide receiver 14 on the season. I'm all in, man. And if you are selling it, I'm sorry, buying him, you could right now move a player like Puka Nakua for Tank Dell Plus, possibly. Might not be a big plus at the moment just because of how well Tank Dell is playing and how poorly. Probably be like a strip swap, honestly. I would make that swap, to be honest with you. You could also move. We're talking values that are close. Devon Achan, who's injured again. Michael Pittman, if you're not a Michael Pittman believer, which, by the way, I think a lot of people might have been preemptively jumping on the sell Michael Pittman bandwagon um, too quickly. He's just been extremely productive. But if you're not a believer and you wanted to move him for Tank Dell, do that first. Otherwise, straight up 24 first, hoping mid to late would get it done. Um, but that's where we are at with Tank Dell. I'd be buying for that price, the late 24 first, absolutely. Yeah, I think we discussed that in the last pod as well. Nate, let's talk about Miami Dolphins wide receiver Jalen Waddle. What are you doing? I'm holding on to Jalen Waddle, and this is one of the league's best offenses. This is a coach that I want to have their wide receivers. And we've talked about it a couple times now on this podcast where, you know, Tyreek Hill, he's he's there, and there's nothing we can do about it. But Jalen Waddle, he's still been productive um, so far this season. You know, he's been a little inconsistent. It quite hasn't had quite the upside – um, overall that he's had in the past two years. But overall, Jalen Waddle has still been a, a good wide receiver for your fantasy team. I've enjoyed starting him in a couple of my lineups. And he's still young, linked to a good quarterback, who I assume the Dolphins are going to invest in too long-term. We'll see. Uh, look, we've been preaching hold Jalen Waddle here all season. But now you turn on me and you're selling him? What's yeah. going on, Mike? Because I have to. He's the yeah. most valued player, highly valued player on the list. I can make a case. I want to hold all these players. I just want to say that. But of these four, I would sell because of the fact that I think I could get the most for him. I like him a lot. I do think Tankdale and Brandon Ayuk have a clearer path to being their respective teams wide receiver one before somebody on their team retires. Um, I mean, right now, I think you could get a 24 first and a second on top of that. There might be certain circumstances where you get two first. They might have to be spaced yeah. out. Like we could still trade for 2026 first right now. It's a possibility. Yeah. Um, you could also get players like Jameer Gibbs. You might be able to get Anthony Richardson in a 24 second right now, uh, be seeing that he's injured for Jalen Waddle. You need a quarterback. Some trades have plugged okay. together there. So yes. I would prefer to hang on to him, but I'm not allowed to hold all four players. No, no, you're not. Would be a lot cooler if you did. <laughs> it would. It it's would. Movie. I don't remember which one. So uh, that is it. That is it. I can't even talk for us tonight. Uh, so thanks for listening, everybody. So until next time, for Nate, I'm Mike. We'll see you later. 
your favorite Dynasty Fantasy Football Podcast has partnered with your favorite and the best fantasy platform in the business, Sleeper. With Sleeper Picks, you get a 100% match on your first deposit up to $100. With Sleeper Picks, you can play Pick'ems, Higher and Lower, and much more. When you use the code RewindEvent, you get access to pregame and in-game NFL, MLB, NBA, and college teams right on your mobile device, all on your favorite fantasy sports app anytime. So get your 100% match today by heading to Sleeper Picks in the Sleeper app today and use the code RewindEvent for a 100% match on your first deposit up to $100. The minimum deposit is $10. All right, everyone, that is going to do it for us this week. But if you're headed to a game, make sure you check out SeatGeek.com. It's your one-stop shop for all things live events. It offers the best price available. Use the promo code DynastyRewind. You'll get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Don't forget, if you want to play some best ball, head on over to Underdog. It's the easiest buy-in in fantasy football. And it's not having to worry about setting your lineups, man. That's what it's all about. So again, underdog.com. Use the promo code Rewind. A 100% match on your first deposit up to $100. Visit our store over at payhip.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. That's where you find our roster reviews. That's where you find all of our manuals and everything like that. Head on over there now. Grab some merch at spreadshop.com. Link is down below. And we want to see you in our community. And that is patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. But... Until next time, everybody, for my faithful co-hosts, Chev Nooney and Nate Christian, I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Be kind, please rewind. Thank you for listening.